Hi, and welcome to the 22nd edition of Teshuvah, Return and Reboot, where we reflect on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change. This is Michelle Sarna. It has been truly my privilege to be your host on this journey. I welcome any questions, comments, or suggestions at sarna.michelle at gmail.com. I love learning with and from you. Today, I wanted to turn to a passage actually in Hosea, Paragyadalit Pasagimel, that describes or discusses Teshuvah. And I wanted to look at it from two different perspectives. So the Navi says, Now this is somewhat of a cryptic passage, but the major way of interpreting it is, take dvarim with you. When you return to Hashem, take words, dvarim, words. And we've discussed the power of words and how we often fail with our words because it's so easy to not be mindful or thoughtful or compassionate with our words, whether it's to others, to ourselves, in our relationship with Hashem. Now, um, and in this context, that interpretation would render the pasuk, take with you words, and with those words, return to Hashem. And instead of bringing korbanot or animals to sacrifice, bring your words. Your words are substantive and meaningful enough to serve as a pathway back towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, back into Shuvah. I always thought that another possible interpretation of dvarim are things. Take with you things and return to Hashem. And I thought this was a powerful message because often we think of objects or materialism as being antithetical or opposing a deeper spiritual connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So perhaps this passage is inviting us to consider how we perceive our things, how we understand them, what type of value we place on objects or materialism or things in our lives, and whether we can repurpose them or reconsider them and and in fact use them as vehicles to bring us closer to Hashem or perhaps abandon them not necessarily literally giving them away, although in some cases perhaps doing so, but maybe letting go of the value or priority that they have in our lives and reorganizing our priorities. There's been interesting research conducted by Tim Kasser at Knox College, um, and one of his articles was published in the Annual Review of Psychology um, titled Materialistic Values and Goals. And he discusses how materialism can be defined as a set of values and goals that focuses on being wealthy, on possessions, on 
one's image, on one's status or popularity, and that these um, become one's goals or the basis of one's value system. And this value system does stand in conflict with the goals of well-being of others um, and also with achieving spiritual growth. So there is indeed evidence that people who prioritize um, values of materialism, that they indeed do incur more debt because they use more products. They actually have lower quality relationships with others. They act in ways that are less mindful and more destructive of the environment. Um, They have less educational and work motivation, and they also report lower physical and personal well-being. According to their research, there are two different types of factors that can lead to having materialistic values. One is, as we mentioned before, being exposed to messages that show that these pursuits are important whether through their parents or their family, community, society, or media. And the second, which might be less apparent, is that people are more materialistic when they feel more insecure or threatened. And the source of insecurity or threat could be because of rejection, because of fears of financial fears, or because of fears of one's own death. So when someone feels insecure, they are more likely to cling on to materialism. Um, so perhaps rereading the Pasuk, Ukechui Machem Dvarim, bring with you these Dvarim and bring them to Hashem because the, the faith or the trust or the hope that you put in your things should instead be put in Hashem. It be, should be put in, in our values and our ideas and our beliefs that are much larger, more significant, more meaningful than actual objects. Now, um, I just had something small happen to me this past week that showed how a simple object can really be elevated in a higher way. And all of us know that around the Chagim, which we're about to celebrate, Bezrat Hashem, that we have the opportunity to really use food and beautiful objects and new clothes to really create a beautiful spirit around the holiday. And we have to work hard to make sure that it doesn't distract or detract from the essence of the holiday, which is really feeling this intense connection to Hashem, to each other, to our families, to our loved ones, and to our really our values and goals and purpose in life. Um, So just a simple story that happened to me this week. Um, It was the beginning of the school year. And as many parents, I was kind of holding on to all of the hopes and fears of my children as they each transitioned back to school. And because of COVID, school looked different last year and will look different this year also. And also as a school psychologist in a school, I'm 
so hopeful and and also thinking about all of my students that they have a smooth transition. So it's a bit of a challenging, nerve-wracking time. And at that time, my 10-year-old reminded me of a ropes bracelet that he had made me in sleepaway camp, which I kept on forgetting to wear. And finally, the night before the first day of school and work, he said to me, Ima, where's the bracelet? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I keep on forgetting to wear it. He said, you know, Ima, I bought a special, I made it special so that we would be matching me, you, and Abba, and we would have our matching special bracelets. I realized that what I thought was just this silly trinket that he made in camp that he wanted to get me to wear was actually encapsulating his sense of connection to me and my husband and wanting to feel this special bond and wanting us each to feel each other's presence even when we weren't physically present. And it was really containing much deeper meaning. And I realized that appreciating and valuing the potential for Dvarim to build connection with each other and with Hashem and, and with those who are more vulnerable is so powerful. And at the same time, the potential for things to become illusions and goals in and of themselves and to distract us from our real values and goals can also be equally as powerful. So I pray that we all use dvarim, both words and objects or things, for holy and higher pursuits. Have an amazing day.